Celebrate the stars who no longer shine in a new age of filmmaking. Take her book home with you as a precious book of historical views, of memories, and of your own journal of the Hollywood that began Hollywood. With gratitude to Mary Claire Kendall. Mother Dolores Hart, Prioress Abbey of Regina Laudis, Bethlehem, Connecticut. Preface One night... I stumbled upon the amazing Betty Hutton. It was October 17, 2006. Turner Classic Movies was rebroadcasting her 2000 interview with Robert Osborne. It was also the third anniversary of the death of a good friend who had died of Lou Gehrig's. A good omen, I thought. In February 2007, I wrote to Betty requesting an interview. But she was not long for this world, dying on March 11, 2007. So I wrote her story for Our Sunday Visitor. Soon, Newport Life magazine greenlighted her story as well, and before long, I was interviewing A.C. Lyles, longtime Paramount producer, about Betty. He had started out as Adolf Zucker's office boy in 1936, soon rising to director of publicity, then producer, as well as Ronald Reagan's best friend. He was also great friends with Betty, Paramount's biggest star in the 40s, and had given her eulogy. When I called, to my surprise, A.C. called back within hours, graciously offering me an interview the very next day, Friday, June 15th. Coincidentally, that was the day that Spencer Tracy's son, John, would die. On July 6th, when I called A.C. for a follow-up interview, he had just delivered John Tracy's eulogy and suggested I make him my next story. That September, Father C. John McClowski emailed me with news of Jane Wyman's death, writing, Another conversion story for you. I dug right in, and our Sunday visitor immediately ran my piece. By January 2008, my mother began suggesting I write a book profiling these celebrity faith journeys. Next, A.C. introduced me to Maria Cooper Janice, the daughter of Gary Cooper, after I spoke with him on February 6, 2008, Reagan's birthday no less, when he vividly recounted Coop's breakout role in Wings, 1928, the first Oscar-winning picture. That April, I interviewed Maria at her Park Avenue apartment and finished Gary Cooper's Quiet Journey of Faith by July 4th. Then Maria suggested I consider writing about her friend Dolores Hart, prioress at the Abbey of Regina Laudis and former Paramount star. Joyce Deriga, my former OSV editor, now at Catholic New World in Chicago, loved the idea and published my piece soon thereafter. Six months later, Newport Life published my Betty Hutton feature in its May 2009 Best of Newport issue and I continued to pen pieces about other celebrities, including John Wayne and Judy Garland, on the 30th and 40th anniversaries of their deaths, respectively, in Big Hollywood. While these hard-won yet small publishing breaks were heartening, they were hardly enough. So I rekindled the idea of a book. It needed rekindling. By March 2010, after an unproductive screenwriting venture, I felt adrift. My friend Michael Schwartz, Republican Senator Tom Coburn's longtime chief of staff, gave me just the clarity I needed. You're a good writer, he said, and need to be writing books, not press releases and speeches. 
I just needed to decide what book, he said. I knew the book. After Patricia Neal died on August 8, 2010, I began reading her autobiography, As I Am, vowing to write about her in my book. However, by July 2011, after writing a piece for National Catholic Register, I decided to pitch my Cooper feature to the editor, Tom Wainer. He was interested and published my piece soon thereafter. I wrote three more pieces for the Register about Neil and Bob Hope and a combined feature about Wyman and Hutton. In early 2012, I began writing my Forbes column focused on Hollywood legends and celebrity recovery. Amazingly, all the conversion stories I began slipping into the submissions were steadily outpacing the others and rising to the top. I knew I had a book. Michael, who himself had been diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's in the summer of 2011, would suffer nearly...